0: Well, it's happened again. I did everything right and they indicted me.
1: I did everything right and they indicted me. He did everything right and they indicted him mm-hmm. and they indicted him and they indicted him. We now have a third Trump indictment. Not to be confused with the one about falsified business records related to hush money payments to a porn star
0: mm-hmm.
1: or the one about stealing highly classified documents and storing them in his bathroom and refusing to give them back. Those are the other ones. Yeah, This third Trump indictment, has to do with January 6th and the violent riots that occurred at the US Capitol. But January 6th is actually just one of several tactics that the former president is alleged to have taken in an effort to overturn the 2020 election that he definitely lost. Mm -hmm. So here's the New York Times.
0: Former President Donald J. Trump was indicted on Tuesday in connection with his widespread efforts to overturn the 2020 election, following a sprawling federal investigation into his attempts to cling to power after losing the presidency. The indictment, filed by special counsel Jack Smith in federal district court in Washington, accuses Mr. Trump of three conspiracies, one to defraud the United States, a second to obstruct an official government proceeding, the certification of the electoral college vote, and a third to deprive people of a civil right, the right to have their votes counted. Mr. Trump was also charged with a fourth count of obstructing or attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. Quote. Each of these conspiracies, which built on the widespread mistrust the defendant was creating through pervasive and destabilizing lies about election fraud, targeted a bedrock function of the United States federal government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election, the indictment said. The charges signify an extraordinary moment in United States history, a former president in the midst of a campaign to return to the White House, being charged over attempts to use the levers of government power to subvert democracy and remain in office against the will of voters.
1: What a time to be alive. Maybe the last time to be alive. May you be cursed in interesting times. I am so cursed, uh, we've, it's a little too interesting for me. We
0: all were like, wouldn't it be nice to live in interesting times and the
1: monkey paw just started curling and it never stopped. Yeah, that monkey paw is turned inside out It's a fist. It's a very angry fist. And if we look at the indictment itself, there are some fun details in there about the lengths that Trump was willing to go to completely subvert U.S. democracy, and also a fun little puzzle in there for all the gamers. Ah, they put a wordle inside the indictment? Kind of. Okay. Uh, It lists six unnamed conspirators, or co-conspirators, who aren't being charged, at least not yet, but (laughs) presumably could be charged at any point, depending on their level of cooperation, which is a hell of a tactic. So in the hours following the indictment's release, political commentators and amateur sleuths took up the task of identifying these co-conspirators based only on context clues. It's the really high-stakes game of Guess Who. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, it was pretty damn easy. For example, Co-Conspirator 1 is described as an attorney who was willing to spread knowingly false claims and pursue strategies that the defendant's 2020 re-election campaign attorneys would not. Hmm. Based on this and other clues throughout the indictment, many of which are documented public statements that are very easy to cross-reference, Co-Conspirator 1, it's none other than Rudy Julian. No, oh, it was the guy that everyone expected it would be. Don't ask this man what he thinks about breasts. We have a... Uh, Get over here, sugar tits. Yeah, he, he's in the news for multiple stories this week that yeah. are completely separate legal matters. We may or may not describe that in detail on this week's Weekly Weird News, depending on how much we want to disgust you. But uh, yeah. as, as... Ooh, mask back on. As we always say, if this man had uh, dropped dead of a heart attack in like 2005... A hero. He There'd be statues <laughs> of this man across yeah. the country. Uh-huh. Instead, he just became
0: an old lurker.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable mm-hmm. what, what Rudy did to himself. That leaky old Rudy. He was leaking from every orifice, not just his
0: brain holes. So anyways, the other big names from Trump's legal dream team are there as well. Co-conspirator two, an attorney who devised and attempted to implement a strategy to leverage the vice president's ceremonial role overseeing the certification proceeding to obstruct the certification of the presidential election, is John Eastman. Step up, get your award. John Eastman, you are a (laughs) co-conspirator. So co-conspirator three, it's an attorney whose unfounded claims of election fraud the defendant privately acknowledged to others sounded crazy, but still embraced and publicly amplified. That's Sydney
1: Powell. Yep, gotta be Sydney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got her fingerprints all yep, over. it. Yep, yep. She, uh, she's the crazy one of the gang. Every every gang of uh, co-conspirators needs a crazy one. Imagine being the crazy one in this Rogues Gallery. I know. It's wow, a, it's impressive. You actually
0: have to work pretty fucking hard to do that. So no, yeah, you just go on Facebook a couple hours a day. That's pretty much all you need. It is the best way to melt your brain. Um, but yeah, Sydney Powell. She's the one that basically went full QAnon in the course of overturning the election. Like her, you want to talk about a life that, you, like Rudy Giuliani from, uh, let's let's say, 2005 onward, that took almost 20 years. Sidney Powell did that in uh, 20 days.
1: Yeah, within like a week, uh, <laughs> she went from like appearing on stage, like with Giuliani and I think even Trump at these... Events they were doing to like them being like, Oh, we've never met her before, we don't know her, and she's out there like that lady's nuts. (laughs) She's doing like QAnon rallies with Lynn Wood. Uh It was wild. Uh, Co conspirator.
0: Four is a Justice Department official who worked on civil matters and who, with the defendant, attempted to use the Justice Department to open sham election crime investigations and influence state legislatures with knowingly false claims of election fraud. And that is Jeffrey Clark. Come on down. Who Trump tried to install as attorney general until everyone else running the DOJ
1: threatened to quit. <laughs> he had like a week left in his term and he's like, uh, what if we just get a new attorney general And the, I, I don't know, what? makes me still president.
0: What? Uh, So there's co-conspirator number five, an attorney who assisted in devising and attempting to implement a plan to submit fraudulent states of presidential electors to obstruct the certification proceeding. That's Kenneth Chesbro. Uh, Come come on down, Kenny. Random guy. Uh, Co-conspirator six is the only one that no one seems to be able
1: to figure out, which means it's probably Jared or Ivanka. Uh, uh, the theory that I like is that it's uh, Clarence Thomas's wife, Ginny. Yes, that could be true. Uh, and it definitely does there are. There's a lot of crosses over there, but I, I, a lot of people who seem to know things are saying, sorry guys, it's not actually her. Yeah, we've got enough uh, with
0: everyone else. I think it's fine for now to focus on these cranks and their
1: crimes. No, let's get the Supreme Court in here. Let's just like... uh, No, I'm saying if it's true, it definitely
0: will have time for that. Right. But but right now the plate is full. Let's
1: just call the legitimacy of everything into question.
0: I I believe that you're right. We should do that.
1: Anyway, Um, as for what the hell fraudulent slates of electors are, it has to do with our stupid electoral college system for presidential elections, which gets pretty odd the more you find out exactly how it works. But basically, when a presidential candidate gets the most votes in a U.S. state, did they win? Not yet. There's a whole extra step a month later where that state's electoral votes are assigned to people from that state that are appointed by the winning candidate's party as electors. And then those people then formally cast their votes for the candidate who already won. And now they've officially won. This is dumb as fuck. I hate this this country.
0: Another scandal that's happening in Michigan right now, sending, like, false electors. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it turns out the people that are doing voter fraud, are you shocked that it, uh, it, it's, it's it seems to be primarily members of the GOP and the Republican Party?
1: I just love that the Electoral College, like at first glance, you're like, wow, that's fucking stupid. And then you learn more oh, about oh, buddy. it. And you're <laughs> like, oh, wait, it's even stupider than I thought.
0: Yeah, it's way dumber than that. And we should get rid of it. It's, yeah. But uh, we can't because it's the only way Republicans can win.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But here's the Washington Post with uh, what Trump and his dream team tried to do with these electors. Mm -hmm. After the 2020 election, Republicans in seven states that Trump had lost created their own slates of pro-Trump electors to compete with the official state slates of pro-Biden electors. They falsely declared that Trump had won and that they were the true electors. Some of them signed official-looking documents purporting to be the real electors. Many of them tried to show up to their state capitals on December 14th, 2020, the day the legitimate electors met to cast their votes. The plan was to urge illegitimate electors to meet in the swing states Trump lost and, quote, mimic as best as possible the actions of the legitimate Biden electors. The ultimate goal was to make this fraudulent scheme look professional enough for Vice President Pence to overturn the results on January 6th. So, again, this entire process, which is Pointless, redundant, and stupid. Uh, the idea it's, was... It's, it's mainly ceremonial. Yeah, it's a, the idea was to like have a bunch of fake electors Whoops. like sign a piece of paper being like, uh, actually, we should just certify this for Trump and hand it to Mike Pence. And he'd be like, oh, well, I guess they did. Anyway, uh, gavel, gavel, uh, I guess like Trump a wins. This is like a plan
0: hatched up by the dudes in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, oh, well, we can sneak in uh, Charlie as mayor if we just act like we're the electoral college people and then we can stay open 24 hours a day. It's a yeah, perfect plan. The
1: perfect plan. Uh,
0: so with that out of the way, a big part of this case hinges on whether Trump knew that he'd actually lost because apparently that matters too.
1: Yeah, when you're rich, uh, if you don't know that what you did is a serious crime uh, with possibly decades behind bars, uh, then it's not actually a crime, it's just an oopsie.
0: This is the realization of the quote, if you believe it hard enough, it's actually real.
1: Yeah, uh, never mind that this, like, this makes anyone with, like, narcissistic personality disorder incapable of yeah. committing a crime. Yeah! <laughs> I have qualified immunity! Yeah. It's pretty wild. We love the legal system, we love the Electoral College, we love the Constitution, don't we, folks? Sir, my client... Perfect country, no notes. ...is too stupid to commit a crime. That is the defense they're going with. I know, and it's, it's... My deep- client is a fucking idiot, and that's why he needs to be the next President of the United States.
0: Uh, So, yeah, Republicans are already defending Trump by saying that the former president of the United States was basically too dumb to understand that what he was doing was illegal. But the indictment itself tackles this claim with a long list of instances in which Trump was specifically told that he'd lost and that there was no evidence of election fraud. Mike Pence told him, the Justice Department told him, the Director of National Intelligence told him, the DHS's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, whose existence Trump signed into law, told him, multiple senior White House attorneys told him, multiple senior staffers on the Trump 2020 campaign told him, multiple Trump allies in state government told him, and state and federal courts rejected every single lawsuit Trump's team submitted alleging election fraud. So the excuse that he didn't know any better might be a tricky one. And in the lead up to this indictment, he preemptively put out there that the strategy was going to be that he was getting bad advice from his legal team and that he only acted based on their advice as the legal experts, except for the fact that the legal experts he was consulting were people like Rudy Giuliani and the entire staff of the White House Legal Department was the ones telling him no. so It doesn't
1: work, sir, yeah.
0: He can't use that excuse. He had a lot of lawyers, more lawyers telling him no than lawyers telling him yes. You don't understand. My client was hearing what he wanted to hear from the people that would tell it to him.
1: My client is like a child. He has no object permanence. No. And uh, that's why he needs to be the next president of the United States. He believes the
0: last person he talked to and Rudy always made himself the last person Trump talked to.
1: Yeah, he talked to a bunch of lawyers, but Rudy was the only one with that special something where he'd be leaking black juices out of his head and make himself memorable in that way
0: yeah it's uh all of Trump th- the good thing about this indictment is that it does get ahead of a lot of his bizarre
1: defenses yeah I mean well that's like every federal indictment yeah it has to that's, be airtight that's why it takes so fucking long and of course Trump's like crying on Truth Social he's like why, why didn't they it why do did it take earlier? so long and it's like every federal case takes like two fucking they're years they're indicting to put a together. former president yeah. it's
0: gonna take a fucking while
1: yeah it's insane uh, it also turns out that uh, a big source of evidence for this case is the fact that sneaky Vice President <laughs> Mike Pence. <laughs> Disloyal Mike Pence. It be your own Vice President sometimes. I guess, uh, turns out, he was keeping detailed notes as this was all going on. Which is a very smart move on his part, because um, otherwise, very conceivably could have gotten swept up in all this, but he's like, oh, no,
0: actually, teacher, teacher. Well, there are clips of Mike Pence uh, calling into question the legitimacy of the election. I know, yeah. he has changed his tune and is
1: very- even, even now, he's like, he's like, Trump is definitely guilty, but nothing should happen to him. Yeah, he's, History will judge for Donald Trump.
0: First of all, fuck Mike Pence. Yeah, he's Second of that. all, he was throwing doubt on the legitimacy of the election as well in yeah. clips. Uh, now he's coming out and directly saying, Um, yeah, they asked me directly to uh, withhold- Multiple times. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I can do that. It's a
1: ceremonial thing. I
0: don't have sympathy for him. And also, like, the fact that he doesn't think anything should happen is the worst precedent you could ever
1: set for an operating democracy. Well, you can thank Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford for that precedent. Everything sucks. Hey, no harm, no foul. Go work on your library and your Belinda, sir. Ah, oh, we love Nixon, don't we folks? Oh, We love gosh. the Constitution, we love Nixon. Everything is... We love the Electoral College, <laughs> the Constitution, very dumb. the Supreme Court. Anyway, here's Insider with more on uh, Mike, sneaky Mike Pence, <laughs> uh, stabbing his, his best friend in the back. At two, Pencey? <laughs> For instance, the indictment cites Pence's notes when it says Trump falsely told him on December 29th, 2020, that the Justice Department was finding major infractions related to the election. Days later on January 1st, Trump berated Pence, who told the president he thought there was no constitutional basis that would allow him to reject the certification of electoral college votes. You're too honest, Trump replied to Pence, according to the indictment. One of the challenges of the case against Trump is proving that he knew he lost the 2020 election and still tried to overturn the result rather than genuinely believing he won. Pence's notes could be used to show Trump knew he had lost.
0: This is insane that this is the, the, the barrier of truth here. The, that the law isn't fucking real. It, it's fake. Everything's know, fucking fake. The idea that the only defense here is that Donald Trump in every shred of his being believed that he won the election despite the mountains of evidence it's literally the dozens
1: of lawyers It's the line from that Dave Chappelle special from like 25 years ago well, I'm sorry, officer. I didn't know. I couldn't do that.
0: Apparently, it works. Yeah. So Next
1: it's time you get arrested, just tell him. Why? I'm supposed to know the laws? Do you know All why I pulled you over? Fuck no. I don't know what I'm
0: doing at any point in time, nor do I know whether I'm breaking any laws ever.
1: <laughs> You're free to go.
0: <laughs> God, he knew his rights, which is the right to be fucking stupid. Uh, anyways, it seems uh, that like the other two indictments, they do have a strong case here. I mean come for the king you better not miss uh, all told between the three criminal cases he's facing <laughs> trump is looking at up to 641 years in prison uh but of course this is so unprecedented that what actually happens is anyone's guess uh, how would sending a former president to prison even work nobody knows nobody knows nope it's not even clear when these three cases will go to trial or if it will even happen before the 2024 election in which Trump himself has a decent shot at getting reelected. That Though we would assume that doing this in a timely manner is of
1: the utmost concern to the judges and prosecutors involved. It's still a pretty, pretty tight time frame they're looking at. Um, and Trump's side is going to do everything in their power to pump the brakes on yeah. the legal process here. So... But I'm sure they're aware that if they let this go on too long, there is a decent chance that uh, day one in office, like, all right, I'm innocent. I pardoned myself. For yeah, anything. no, that's absolutely yeah. going to happen. Yeah, like, there's 100%. no,
0: there's no, anyone who would cast doubt on that assumption is doing it
1: on purpose. And uh, yeah, the country would burn down and it would deserve it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's anything, taking any more time. <laughs> the fact that if he becomes the, uh, the main candidate, all of this he continues is. i know i know 100% but, but uh, all of this continues to be put into unprecedented area mm-hmm. where they have to then figure out how to do things because it's never been done before and that's what the goal is yeah so it's uh you know things are happening very fast and very slow at the same time and it is what a time to be hosting
1: a news show the news. The news, We love the news, folks. (laughs) Anyway, on top of all this, Trump is still facing a potential fourth indictment. Woo! Woo! (laughs) In Georgia, over a lot of the same stuff that's covered in this third indictment. Uh Uh, He literally called up the governor of Georgia and said, hey, can you find me those votes I need? Wink, wink. It's all there. Sir, you're not allowed to say wink, wink. It's supposed Uh to be (laughs) implied. So yeah, if all these cases manage to go to court before the election, that means that Trump will, at the very least, have to spend a lot of his campaigning time, just shuttling himself between various courthouses up and down the East Coast. Uh, And those courthouses are sure to attract exactly the kind of madness you would expect. So this is all very unprecedented and we will see how it goes. But for now, congratulations, Mr. President. You have once again made history. You will be remembered. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, anyways, let's now switch gears. Entirely and go back to some tech news on the tech news show And yes, we do have more musk malarkey to get to but first Let's take a break from all this American bullshit and check in on an ongoing tech saga over in China Where President Xi has been attempting for years to avoid his nation's youth turning into the fat dead-eyed zombies that we have over here in the u.s (laughs) Is running entirely on energy drinks and nothing else the only thing
1: keeping these kids alive is Jake Paul (laughs) <laughs> and, his, and his sugar water.
0: Yeah. I don't eat fruits and vegetables. Hell, I don't even eat dinner. When I have prime energy drink, what do I need it for? Uh, there's been multiple increasingly restrictive laws passed that limit the amount of time children in China can spend on the Internet or playing video games. And now, wash up
1: gamers, they've gotten even more strict about it. Here's The Verge. Chinese miners are facing harsh restrictions on mobile phone and internet usage as part of the country's latest bid to curb perceived internet addiction. The Cyberspace Administration of China, CAC, published (laughs) draft regulations on Wednesday that would introduce a "minor mode, according to a machine translation, on devices like smartphones, tablets, and watches that will limit access to content and device usage based on the child's age. For example, teens between the ages of 16 and 18 will be restricted to two hours of mobile usage each day under the draft regulations. All devices running minor mode, regardless of the child's age, will be prohibited from accessing the Internet between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. Some of these restrictions can be manually bypassed by parents. The CIC says online platforms will be responsible for enforcing the new requirements, though no specific penalties were mentioned for companies that don't comply. I like that they include watches in there. Yeah. What time is it? Well, it's after 10, No and idea. before 6, that's all I can tell you. It's sleepy time, bitch, go to sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is, of course, it's especially wild because they're willing to do this even if it will probably mean China's various domestic social media apps making a lot less money. And by extension, the Chinese government making a lot less money. They're just that dedicated to their kids, not turning out like ours. And you you got to almost admire that. And keep in mind, the online app currently rotting America's children's brains is... Literally a Chinese app, one that they won't even let their own kids use for more than two hours a day. So there you go. Uh, they're basically doing the opium wars in reverse. And you might not like it, but uh, you gotta respect
1: Yeah, they're getting it done. <laughs> they will win World War III and they'll have earned it.
0: We've run the numbers and we feel like we can restrict access to our applications uh, several hours a day because of the overconsumption happening in America. I
1: mean, that's literally it. It's like bite Dance, like, we're not gonna lose they any could, money. They could shut down their entire Chinese operation. They'd still be rolling in money because Americans are fucking addicted to the crack that they're selling us. Yeah. The, it's brilliant.
0: ByteDance is like, oh, did you hear? America's uh, entertainment industry shut down. Seems pretty lucrative, doesn't it? hmm Yeah.
1: Anyway, we've got a little bit more news for you coming up, the Elon Musk stuff. But yeah. first, we gotta let you know that this episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. Are you tired of the endless search for the perfect outfit? Stitch Fix is here to help. Using their online platform and personal stylists, you'll have access to a custom wardrobe that fits your style and budget. Stitch Fix is the easy
0: way to get clothes that fit you without having to endlessly scroll through options. All you have to do is answer a few questions about where you typically get your clothes from, what you like to wear, and your price range. With your choices in mind and a wide range of sizes available from extra small to triple XL, they'll find your perfect fit and send you clothes handpicked just for you. They've got you covered with over a thousand brands and styles that you know and love and they'll show you how to wear head-to-toe outfits so you can just get dressed and go. I like that they take the thinking out of it. I don't wanna think. Please don't let me think. My brain is chaos.
1: Clothes shopping can be annoying and time-consuming, and you gotta think. And it's awesome just getting a box of clothes every few months that you can try on and you keep the items you like and you send back the items you don't. It's the easiest way to keep your wardrobe refreshed as often as you want or as infrequently as you want without having to leave the house. And sometimes they send you stuff that you probably would have never picked off the shelf at the store, but you try it on at home and you end up loving it. Yeah, all the parents, they pinch your cheeks, they say, you're looking sharp. You're looking real
0: sharp there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Try Stitch Fix today at stitchfix.com newsday, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That is stitchfix.com newsday for 25% off today. Uh, stitchfix.com newsday. Link is down in the description below check those out and let's get back in a minute.
1: It's time for come on down. It's time for Elon
0: Musk again. That X is flashing and he's walking out like Vince McMahon. Time to ruin another episode of internet today. Did you see the tweet today where it was like if Elon Musk owned a rock band what would it be instead of played in a rock band or was a rock star owned a rock band
1: (laughs) That's not even, like, a thing. I mean, I, mean, I guess it is in Korea, but yeah. not here. But,
0: like, the the imagination of Elon Musk stands is so limited. Elon Musk should buy <laughs> Taylor Swift. He bought you, too. Did you yeah. hear? <laughs> they just live
1: at Twitter HQ now. They're on the roof. They're freezing. Uh, please let them in. If it's cold out there for them, it's cold out there for you. Uh, but yeah, so uh, here's a brilliant new feature for X that just got introduced. The X, the app formerly known as Twitter. If anyone was confused. Yeah. Yeah. So among the many changes that Elon has brought to the social media platform that he bought for way too much money, what he did to verification probably had the most impact. Mm. Previously, verification was just a way for famous people, companies, and journalists to avoid confusion and potential misinformation from being uh, spread through impersonation. At some point, though, conservatives and Musk stands got really fixated on the idea that verification was a badge that says, this person is cooler and better than you, and they couldn't stand it. And so Musk's solution was to make verification just something anyone could buy, thus defeating its entire purpose. These new Twitter blue checks, however, quickly discovered that simply having a blue check not only didn't make anyone respect them anymore, it, it did the opposite, in fact, but it also opened them up to relentless mockery and getting mass-blocked. Well, there's finally a solution for that. From the mind of Elon Musk, here's The Verge.
0: Twitter Blue, which Elon Musk is currently rebranding to X-Blue. X-Blue. Now includes the option to hide the notorious blue checkmark. <laughs> Twitter Blue subscribers recently started noticing the Hide Your Blue checkmark option on the web and in mobile apps, offering the ability to hide that they are paying for Twitter and avoid memes about how this motherfucker paid for Twitter. (laughs) The checkmark will be hidden on your profile and post, notes a Twitter support article. The checkmark may still appear in some places and some features could still reveal that you have an active subscription. (laughs) Some features may not be available while your check mark is hidden. Oh, fun. Listen, what,
1: what am I paying for exactly? We haven't even fully changed this website to X. There's still references to Twitter everywhere. We absolutely cannot guarantee that a check mark won't show up somewhere that we haven't thought of. Even with the people
0: that were previously verified, the check marks would pop up and then go yeah. away multiple times in the past couple of months. There's
1: people who uh, stopped paying for Twitter Blue like after a month who still have their check marks yeah. like six months later. Yeah. And they're very frustrated and it's understandable, but that's what you get, buddy. This was what you get.
0: One of the, uh, you know, everyone predicted and hoped that it would happen, and then then it did, where everyone that had a legitimate reason for their verification badge didn't want it after the Switch had happened. And that drove down the
1: inherent value of having one. It's a badge of shame, and and nothing more. It is a scarlet letter. And to be fair, look, Twitter Blue does have some exclusive- X Blue. Blue has some exclusive features beyond just having the verified badge, but the verified badge was definitely the biggest selling point. So this is very funny. What you don't want to upload three-hour-long videos, average user? You don't want to write like book-length essays. That
0: also those no one reads either. Yeah. Immediate disrespect. A long post. Or a i read it all board.
1: that. Uh, so yeah, this. Change, though, it, it also just won't work as well as some people might think. Anyone who's tired of being constantly bullied when their dumb replies get algorithmically placed at the top of reply chains due to having Twitter blue are presumably still gonna have their dog shit takes take up uh, the same space. yeah unless you're there by turning off the icon, you're turning off the algorithmic boost as well, which would defeat the purpose of paying Elon These Musk These people any all thing. have terrible opinions they're all their brains are all empty. And their their takes their their thoughts are being pushed to the top. That's why they're getting bullied. It's not just the check mark.
0: Yeah, and we learned this with the launch of Threads as well. Some people don't have it have it in them to
1: post. They don't have the posters gene. <laughs> they don't.
0: <laughs> 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 it's a it's an extra gene in the broken mind of millennials that <laughs> allows them to post.
1: So, yeah, these people, I guess they they now won't be bullied specifically over the paid check mark, but they will still be bullied, mm-hmm. I guarantee you. And, Absolutely. And a dead giveaway will be top replies under popular tweets or posts that are just the sideways crying laughing emoji. Mm-hmm. In the non-blue algorithm, that kind of low-quality post, it would get correctly downranked. Mm-hmm. So if you see that emoji at the very top of any reply chain, that person who posted it, they're verified, even if they're hiding that fact due to shame. They pay for Twitter Blue, and you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Bully them. Moving on to an update on that cage
0: fight that Elon Musk uh, masterfully challenged actual MMA practitioner Mark Zuckerberg to a while back. Uh, not good news. Sorry, folks. Uh... Bummer here. Uh, Reuters article about Meta's threads losing half its users after the initial honeymoon phase. uh, They quote from a meeting Zuckerberg held with Meta employees where one of the employees asked what the status of the fight was and Zuckerberg replied, I'm not sure if it's going to come together. That's fucking bullshit Mark. Boo! You need to be reminding Elon every day that he challenged you to a cage match. A cage match that you would 100 percent win because you look like this and he looks like this. Come on, Mark. This is the only cool thing you've Mark. ever done, Mark. 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 Uh, Elon Musk might be spending way too much time shit talking on Twitter or X, but we're gonna need you to step up the shit talking on
1: Threads. Give people a reason to use your app. Yeah. you Oh, half the people left. Well, you're not talking enough shit, Mark. You've also, got the perfect the perfect material right here. Also,
0: this 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 data, although it is fairly recent. It still slightly predates the complete switch to X, including visually and every other reason. The
1: point is, regardless, there was a ob- there's a huge yeah, obvious, huge yes. drop off mm-hmm. from the initial the first uh, couple mostly things.
0: people discovering that they don't have it in them. Yeah, they don't have the gene. <laughs> so, yes. look, if if, if the shit talking kicks up over
1: on Threads, uh, people will use it. They want. It's like how uh, Truth Social. The only reason to go in there is because Donald Trump is posting on it. All the time, mm-hmm. and Mark Zuckerberg is going on Threads and being like, "Oh, we did great work iterating like the new uh, algorithm." Shut it the fuck sh- up! I
0: don't fucking care. Talk about how you're
1: going to beat Musk's ass. Do it. That's yeah. that's how you get
0: people to show up. He did. He did. Uh, he, he brush alongside that uh, today or yesterday. Was he was he posted a text message exchange from his wife uh, where he installed an octagon in the backyard. <laughs> did you see the octagon?
1: Yes. This woman, I mean, they seem to really love each other, but she married a dork, uh, a string bean dork. She's probably dork. stoked. I, and she's now probably she, a dork, too. And now she's married to a, uh, a, a killing machine. Yeah. Huh. It was well, all right when he was just a grilling machine, but now he's a killing machine. Yeah, I mean, look. As far as...
0: I, I hate his company. <laughs> but as far as how a relatively normal person would act if they were a billionaire... It seems to be that he's doing the normal yeah, things. Yeah. He's like, I
1: almost wanna, too normal.
0: I want to hunt and kill the animals that I'm grilling.
1: Yeah. No, this is, I like, want to get beefed up. This is like first mill type stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not even like billionaire stuff. This is like, once you have that kind of disposable income, you're like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to like get a, hire a trainer to make me look jacked. Yeah.
0: He's, <laughs> he's, he was like a, I'm going to buy a boat. He was a fucking nerd who is now, like, one of the richest guys on Earth, so he wants to just not be a nerd. He's like, I want to be a fucking manly man, and, you know, you kind of got to give it to him. <laughs> Look, hate his website, don't like him that very much as a person, but uh, what would you do with a billion dollars? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, he has the option, if he takes it, to do the funniest thing possible, and that is choke out Elon Musk in front of everyone in the world. Whether make, him, or not- make him
1: shit his pants while he's asleep. In, in in Las Vegas, in whether or not he takes advantage of that is up to him. With his Saudi backers in the in the audience watching the poop come out, yeah, just being like, oh, we've I made thinking? a terrible mistake. Uh, yeah, no, I don't let
0: Musk live this down. Yeah, because he's not going to fight you, so you might as well taunt him every once yeah, in a while. Never let him forget. His, remember. I know it's time moves very slowly and fast at the same time. There's a lot of things going on, but Elon Musk's mommy came to his defense when this yeah. whole fight was kicking yeah, off. Yeah,
1: that got that that got forgotten way too quickly. Yeah, that like if this was the playground and Musk seems to think that life is a playground, yeah, um, he would never live that down. Just t- taking
0: two of the richest people and how you would act with billions of dollars. Elon Musk does everything wrong. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg he got there through terrible means, but he's just eating meat and
1: training. Well, neither of, this man, neither of these men have the gene.
0: They don't. They
1: don't. They uh, the hopefully they both choke themselves out. Doesn't matter how much you train. You can't the post.
0: You can't post. Sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, in other Elon news, though... Remember how one of the more than 6,000 people that he laid off from Twitter in the first few months that he was in charge was a woman who had previously been photographed sleeping on the floor while pulling all-nighters, trying to stop the whole thing from crashing? Mm -hmm. It was a great visual representation of how far loyalty will get you with a guy like Elon, despite Esther Crawford's insistence that she had no regrets. Okay, Esther. Anyway, Esther Crawford continues to have no regrets, somehow, and even joined Twitter Blue after being fired. But she recently fired off an extremely long post with a lot of interesting insight into the Musk era of Twitter. And it's definitely got some very mixed messaging. Uh, She still seems to believe in Elon's genius and vision, and also points out uh, a lot of issues that Twitter had before Elon even came along. But she also dishes out a whole lot of criticism of him. So let's just look at the negative stuff in here.
0: In person, Elon is oddly charming, and he's genuinely funny. He also has personality quirks, like telling the same stories and jokes over and over. (laughs) I'm Pickle Rick. The challenge is his personality and demeanor can turn on a dime, going from excited to angry. Since it was hard to read what mood he might be in and what his reaction would be to any given thing, people quickly became afraid of being called into meetings or having to share negative news with him. At times, it felt like the inner circle was too zealous and fanatical in their unwavering support of everything he said. When individuals encouraged me to be careful about what I said, I politely thanked them and said I would not be taking their advice. I had no interest in adding to a culture of fear or walking on eggshells around Elon. Either he would respect me for being real or he could fire me. Either outcome was okay. I quickly learned that product and business decisions were nearly always a result of him following his gut instinct, and he didn't seem compelled to seek out or rely on a lot of data or expertise to inform it. That was particularly frustrating for me since I believed I had useful institutional knowledge that could help him make better decisions. Instead, he'd poll Twitter, ask a friend, or even ask his biographer for product advice. At times, it seemed he trusted random feedback more than the people in the room who spent their lives dedicated to tackling the problem at hand. I never figured out why and remain puzzled by it.
1: Damn. Yeah. And here's a little further down in the post. I found myself frequently looking at Elon and seeing a person who seemed quite alone because his time and energy was so purely devoted to work, which is not the model of a life I want to live. Money and fame can create psychological prisons, which may worsen mental health conditions. We've all seen high profile cases of celebrities who end up with some combination of depression, paranoia, delusions of grandeur, mania, and or erratic behavior. Living in an echo chamber is dangerous, and being at the top makes a person even more susceptible to being surrounded by yes people when nearly everyone around you is on the payroll and somehow stands to benefit from being in your orbit. Figuring out how to keep better angels around in the form of family, friends, and teammates is critical to staying on the rails and enduring intense ups and downs. Everyone needs to hear hard truths sometimes, and if you fire all the people who speak up, then the reality distortion field may just turn into a vortex.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's honestly a pretty weird post because the stuff we just quoted is pretty scathing criticism of yeah. Musk's leadership abilities, but then she spends just as much time talking about how optimistic she remains for the company even after being fired for seemingly no reason after working her ass off. Uh, maybe she has... Um some stock or something in it I I don't know how that works no no one got any fucking severance they're all suing over it yeah I I don't know it's basically Elon Musk is an emotionally volatile person with zero empathy or impulse control and a serious distrust of anyone who tells him anything he doesn't want to hear even if that person knows way more than him about what they're talking about and that's why Elon Musk is the best man for the job and will surely turn X into the everything app I mean it's like a if anyone has ever worked for an eccentric CEO uh, it doesn't even matter what industry, honestly, but yes, yeah. in the in-
1: entertainment industry, it is, uh, very, uh, prevalent. Uh, but yeah. And I guess the- if you make it to like her level too, that's just like, that's just a given. Yeah. Everyone you work for is going to be a fucking dick and it's just, that's the way it is. That's the industry. Yeah. It's, uh,
0: you know, I've seen, I've seen this, uh, before in working scenarios with bosses and, uh.
1: Yeah, they she's don't like, ever listen. She's just literally like without and like masterful use of like uh language uh in this post because like she doesn't say it directly, but she still says it. She's just like, yeah, he's fucking mentally ill. Yeah. <laughs> he is he he's just completely self-imposed mental yeah, illness too. He, or exacerbating a pre-existing. He's completely insane.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and instead of just normalizing himself and quite literally touching grass. Yeah. He has decided to just take on more projects and surround himself with more people saying yes. Which is not the the healthiest way to uh, survive a crisis like this. Or run a functional business. No. Um, So it's just that it affects everyone else uh, around him and the reality that we have to live in Mm -hmm. that a very large social platform, and therefore the conversations of millions of people are dictated on the whims of a madman. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people throughout history move fast and break things or broke things, but you know, they also surrounded themselves with people who knew what they were
1: fucking doing. Yeah, that's pretty key. Instead, especially when you're working in a field you have no personal experience in yeah. whatsoever. Interesting guy. <laughs> But it's uh, you know it's easy these days especially to forget that Elon Musk also owns multiple other companies and uh, two of those companies Tesla and SpaceX are also going through a bit of trouble as of late. Uh, let's start with Tesla. Reuters published a long and detailed report last Thursday about how the battery range on Tesla's electric cars is wildly inaccurate and that there's actually a massive cover-up at Tesla over this. Sounds like a class-action lawsuit is just around the corner, but what the hell do I know? These pile. The they, they probably all just, they read the terms and conditions. They're like, we are allowed to lie to you Yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. The car drives itself and it also
0: hits the accept button on the terms and conditions itself.
1: Yeah, but anyway, here's from the article.
0: In March, Alexandre Ponson set out on a family road trip from Colorado to California in his newly purchased Tesla, a used 2021 Model 3. He expected to get something close to the electric sports sedan's advertised driving range, 353 miles on a fully charged battery. He soon realized he was sometimes getting less than half that much range, particularly in cold weather. Such severe underperformance that he was convinced the car had a serious defect. We're looking at the range and you literally see the number decrease in front of your eyes, he said of his dashboard range meter. Ponson contacted Tesla and booked a service appointment in California. He later received two text messages telling him that remote diagnostics had determined his battery was fine and then, We would like to cancel your visit. What Ponson didn't know is that Tesla employees had been instructed to thwart any customers complaining about poor driving range from bringing their vehicles in for service. Last summer, the company quietly created a diversion team in Las Vegas to cancel as many range-related appointments as possible. The Austin, Texas-based electric car maker deployed the team because its service centers were inundated with appointments from owners who had expected better performance based on the company's advertised estimates and the projections displayed by the in-dash range meters of the cars themselves, according to several people people familiar with the matter. What do you mean? You trusted the gauges and our advertising?
1: Yeah, that's just to get you to buy the car, you fucking idiot. It doesn't do nearly There
0: that. were like 20 asterisks on that thing.
1: Yeah. It's just a cool number to make you feel good. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it continues. Inside the Nevada team's office, some employees celebrated canceling service appointments by putting their phones on mute and striking a metal xylophone, triggering applause from coworkers who sometimes stood on desks. What the fuck? (laughs) Weird. The team often closed hundreds of cases a week and staffers were tracked on their average number of diverted appointments per day. Managers told the employees that they were saving Tesla about $1,000 for every canceled appointment, the people said. Another goal was to ease the pressure on service centers, some of which had long waits for appointments. In most cases, the complaining customers' cars likely did not need repair, according to the people familiar with the matter. Rather, Tesla created the groundswell of complaints another way, by hyping the range of its futuristic electric vehicles, or EVs, raising consumer expectations beyond what the cars can deliver. Tesla's often failed to achieve their advertised range estimates and the projections provided by the car's own equipment, according to Reuters interviews with three automotive experts who have tested or studied the company's vehicles. What they should do is
0: they should fix it and uh, make it like, oh yeah, well we fixed it. Now it says you only get 50 miles, but you'll probably get a lot more. Uh, Just keep that in mind. Yeah, always uh, under-promise, over-deliver. These things, they could hit 50, 100, 150 miles. You be the judge. Uh, So the article goes on to say that uh, for about 10 years, Tesla's bullshit mileage range uh, estimations have been intentional. The estimates are controlled by software that's specifically designed to show a best-case scenario mileage range. Then, once the battery falls below 50%, it starts showing more realistic mileage projections. On average, Tesla's cars average 26% less battery range than what's advertised, and a big factor is how hot or cold it is outside. It would be very easy for the mileage algorithm to factor those temperatures into their range estimates, but they just don't. Meanwhile, electric cars like the Ford Mach-E, the Chevy Bolt, and the Hyundai Kona don't seem to have this problem. And in many cases, actually underestimate range. There you go! Uh, None of that stuff is actually even news. Tesla has been accused in multiple countries, including the U.S., of getting mileage wrong. What's news is that this is done on purpose and that Tesla's customer service has an o- uh, an official policy to just gaslight owners who complain about it. Now, they even at some points were instructed to not waste time running remote diagnostics on cars to check for any actual problems. Just tell the customer there's nothing wrong with their cars.
1: Yeah, and I, I would imagine there's at least some cases where uh, there might actually be a real root issue. But yeah, I guess if you call up Tesla and anything about your complaint has anything to do with the the mileage being off they just they're like oh yeah uh we just checked and your car is 100 percent okay it's just you the cars are ev but they run on gaslight. they do cool. they mm-hmm. run on that gaslight. so that's cool um and especially cool when you know the market for electric cars is uh you know better than it's ever been there's Many us many Really no fucking reason to buy a Tesla anymore unless you are a member of that cult and or believe that self-driving is still just right around the corner. Yep. It's not.
0: They are looking real old, all these Teslas on the road now.
1: Yeah. A couple the, more years and they're going to be very outdated looking. That's another thing is like most car companies, they, some of them do it too much. I think Toyota does it too much. They were changing like the Prius's body like every year for a while there, but Every Tesla car looks exactly the same as it did like 15 years ago. And that's it's because weird. they're putting
0: all their fucking R&D and development into this
1: dumb truck. Even that like uh, sports car
0: that they made just looks like another Tesla, but it goes faster. Well,
1: the original uh, the original Roadster was literally just like a reskin of uh, just like some little shops car mm-hmm. in uh, like a Lotus yeah uh there's like a lotus conversion package i don't know i read a book about this i forgot but uh...
0: anyways the uh the teslas they're looking old no redesign uh seemingly anytime soon so you know this will work itself out yeah might be a reason why they're starting to lease off some of their supercharger stations uh
1: yeah no that's gonna be where the money is also they're driving their market share is only going to shrink
0: the the uh resale market is dropping because they've artificially lowered the price of the new vehicles Mm -hmm. to go for the the biden administration's tax break yeah so sorry about your resale value but we have cars to sell so anyways let's finally move over uh to spacex last we heard from them they just fucked up a rocket launch so badly that it had destroyed their launch pad and showered potentially toxic dust over a six mile radius that includes a nature preserve oops Apparently, SpaceX's concern for the local environment remains minimal, as does Elon Musk's concern for ever getting the proper permits to do
1: literally anything. Here's CNBC. SpaceX ran a full-pressure test of a new flame deflector system at its Starship Super Heavy launch site in South Texas on Friday. However, CNBC has learned that the company never applied for the environmental permits that would allow it to discharge industrial process wastewater into the areas surrounding the launch pad as normally required by the Federal Clean Water Act. The flame deflector, or water deluge system, is meant to diffuse heat, sound, and energy generated by orbital test flights and launches of the company's largest ever rocket, which Elon Musk hopes will take people and equipment to the moon and eventually Mars. SpaceX hasn't disclosed how much water a system test consumes at the site, where that water will run off, and what it contains. The Starbase facility, a spaceport with some manufacturing operations on site, is surrounded by wetlands along the Gulf of Mexico at the southernmost point in Texas. The habitat is crucial for migrating and nesting endangered species and is important to the indigenous population. But well, let's just spray some fucking rocket thrusters with water and dump that shit. Just dump it. This is a man Elon who Elon Musk was... is going to save the environment, folks. This is a man who ten
0: years ago was pitching to everyone that he was the one that was going yeah, to save the Mr. world from Green. climate change.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just a wild villain arc. And like, there's no reason for this. You're SpaceX. You're you're good. The government just fucking apply for the contract. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. God damn it. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Tech News Day. We will be back with weekly weird
0: news. No news dump this week, uh, but there will be a weekly. I, I I hate getting ahead of ourselves. There will be a weekly weird news. Yes. Don't you worry. There is another episode coming up, but then uh, I'm going to America's butthole, right. Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, <laughs> which should be very interesting uh, post yeah. Trump's third indictment. I'll be sure to get you some uh, Trump merchandise.
1: Please, please do not. A a shirt that says, I did everything right,
0: and they indicted me. Okay, if there's
1: one that says that, then (laughs) yeah. Okay. But only that.
0: Uh, But we'll be back with Weekly Weird News. In the meantime, please watch our most recent video right over here. Uh, Like the video. Hit the like button. Do it now. It's not too late. Press it. Do it. There you go. Leave a comment. Say hello. Click the join button. Do whatever you want. Um, But uh, yeah, check out our other video and the previous Weekly Weird, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.